0: This is usually where we do the cold open, but no time for a cold open today. Very stretched for time, and all business. Welcome to Two Grown Men, episode 85. Usually this is a podcast in which two grown men talk about being dads to small children and also quite often about music and their feelings. So many feelings. However, this week we're overcome by our feelings and can't get it together to do a normal show. To listen to a normal show, you can go to net, where every previous episode is available to listen to or download, along with full show notes. You can also find the show in your podcatcher of choice. If you like the show, please consider leaving a comment on the site or rating and reviewing us at your podcatcher, or sharing us with your friends. And you can mail us at 2gmpodcast at gmail or tweet us at 2gmpod if you want to tell us stuff. Also, we're on Facebook, and we've got a mailing list, which we never remember to send mails out to. Item. Our show's called 2 gm but we call it 2gmpod all over the place, which is great for plosives, especially when your microft isn't very good, which our microft isn't. Anyway. Apologies for the plosives, listener. Item. I'm watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm enjoying it. It is a slightly above-average sci-fi action drama, which makes it perfect TV to watch whilst feeding Baby Max, or waitings feed Baby Max. Baby Max is the younger of my two children. The other one's toddler, Noah. Max isn't that discerning about what TV he's subjected to. Noah was mainly subjected to Fringe. You understand I'm not saying Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is brilliant, I'm saying it's slightly above average, probably around 60% good, which is a decent mark at university, but makes it nobody's game of the year. This is a pretty confusing number for a lot of people. 60% is unheard of in geekdom. For the last 10 or so years, we've been pretty much using 10% and 90% and not bothering with any percents in between. To put this in context, you have to understand that I'm 41. 41?! That means almost half of my life was lived in a world without the X-Files. I'd already had most of my formative experiences before Twin Peaks even existed. Well, some of my formative experiences. About 20 of them. There are a couple of important ones still to come after Twin Peaks existed. That's a lot of years of not a lot of genre TV or movies. Uh, Genre is what other people call genre. Genre? Genre. It's one of those words that if you say it, On a recording, it just doesn't sound right. Anyway, it's not that I don't have critical faculties. God, you should have seen my eyes rolling throughout Skyfall. I just don't require that everything I watch be perfect. If I get to see more than two or three cool or fun or emotional things in 40 minutes of TV, I'm usually cool with that. Actually, when I'm just killing time, Telly doesn't even have to manage that. Just familiarity is plenty after a day at work. Just uh, characters I like doing things that I approximately enjoy. So far, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is delivering a couple of cool or fun or emotional things an episode. That's plenty for me, and people seem to pretty much consistently believe it gets better a few episodes after the ones I'm watching now, so I'm not too worried. It's at least as good a TV show as most of the Marvel Universe movies are movies. Each episode is less annoying than the majority of the first Thor movie. I haven't seen the second. And all of Iron Man 2. Item. One thing about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. though, it's a textbook example of the fact that fandom doesn't know what it wants, and that what fandom wants isn't always that smart. Case in point, where the show is weakest is when it's at its most servicey. i I'm talking about Agent Coulson, or, well, about this version of Agent Coulson – Clark Gregg is easily a big enough actor for TV, and Agent Coulson is a likeable engaging enough character to pin a team show around. But he isn't cool. Up until this show aired, Tumblr thought Coulson was cool as fuck. It went on about him and Tom Hiddleston's fucking cheekbones constantly. This show's never quite as unconvincing as when it cheekily suggests throughout the first few episodes that somehow Coulson has been some sort of international espionage macdaddy, It's silly and not in a fun way, and it also undermines Coulson's role in previous outings in the MCU as the the competent but kind of dorky uh, shield agent, anonymous shield agent that used to turn up all the time. Item. Not unrelated to the Agent Coulson effect. Everyone's learning that Simon Pegg is, you know, just some bloke, rather than some sort of geek hero. He hasn't even actually been hiding that he's a bit pretentious and outspoken that well for the last 15 years. Heroes, you guys. Heroes. They're a fool's errand. Item. Did I ever tell you that the second and last time I got chucked out of a pub was because I was arguing with some friends that Oscar Schindler and Princess Diana were not heroes, by my reckoning of the word? Two drunk girls at the next table took issue of the opinion and engaged me about it. When I say engaged, I mean they sort of shouted noisily over at my table until uh, I my friends left because i was sort of shouting excitedly back and and then i ended up joining them at the table because i thought they were being friendly um anyway they'd seen shinder's list and they weren't having any of it i'd studied the book at school and i offered reasons why i felt the way i felt based on stuff in the book they disagreed heartily and threatened to smash their pint glass in my face so security removed me for my own safety it was silly item, and probably not entirely unrelated to that last item. I suspect I am not an easy person to know. I don't worry about this a lot. Most of the people who know me and have stuck around for any length of time have got used to it, I think, and resigned to the fact that I probably can't help it. But it does sometimes worry me when it comes to meeting new people. I've been pretty lucky that through this podcast and the other podcasts, I've met a lot of pretty interesting people. I'm very, very nervous of them. Very nervous. I'm generally quite cautious. Right up until they say something properly nice to me. And then they can't shut me up. In social networking terms, that means that the second someone gives me the impression that talking to them directly is okay, that's it. It all comes flooding out of me. Tweet after message after at mention. I can't seem to help myself. I can't tell when people aren't interested anymore. And then at some point they stop responding, and I'm never entirely sure if it's that... They're busy, or I've pushed them too far, or what exactly is going on there. Hmm. It's a worry. Item. At this point in the episode, I'll have definitely got distracted from editing by porn. Porn! One fascinating thing about porn is the comments. People get confused in the comments on porn. And in the comments on YouTube, to be honest, in almost exactly the same way. They ignore the description and think they're talking directly to the person on screen... It's the human equivalent of a dog chasing a ball on the TV screen and then wondering where the ball goes when the ball goes off the TV screen. It's the modern equivalent of olden days people in cinemas watching that train coming towards them and giving out a Wilhelm scream because they think it's about to run them over. It's exactly like both of those things, but with a cock in hand. They talk to porn clips like they're live people. And they talk to cam girls like they're a choose-your-own-porn adventure. Sexual instincts broken. Trying to make connections with enthusiasm and flailing limbs and the temper of toddlers. It's kind of weird to watch. Item. Amy's rewatching Spartacus. So when I say things like cock in hand, I'm probably saying it in a sort of a John Hanna voice. Cock in hand. Fuck the gods. Lick my bottom. That sort of thing. And chopping people's heads off and stuff. Oh, while I'm on the subject, item. We just finished watching the most recent series of Banshee. That show... Oh, it's, uh... I've mentioned that I don't really expect that much from TV, and part of that's because I watch an awful lot of it, and even the stuff that people get really into, I tend to find quite formulaic and, and get the hang of it quite quickly. Uh, Banshee is one of the only series I've ever watched, uh... Spartacus is another show very much like this, actually, where the season's just finished and I genuinely haven't got a fucking clue where they're going to go with it next season. It's also considering that it's grounded, sort of small-town America noir uh, and action. It's some of the stuff it shows you is pretty unsettling, but also pretty impressive for um, uh, for TV uh there's stuff in there that you wouldn't have expected to see in a you know in a really expensive r-rated movie it's it's kind of crazy item listen to kate tempest seriously listen to kate tempest she is excellent look i won't lie most of the people who listen to her aren't going to like her she delivers an idiom she's a poet delivering long-form narrative to the backing of some pretty intense beats it's not going to be for everyone but I suspect the folk with whom she resonates will end up really liking her. I listened to her album on Spotify for the first time today and basically ended up listening to it on Shuffle till home time. Thanks to David Wynne for sharing her so enthusiastically. Item. David Wynne told me that for him, Kate Tempest means that bit more to him because she's from the same neck of the woods as he is, so she uses a lot of terms that he's not used to hearing in music but that are really familiar to him. I felt weirdly similar watching the show Skint this week with Amy and our friend Oki. Usually I avoid watching the shows that the two of them watch together. Somehow I've, maybe wrongly, got the sense that most of them are awful. I mean, really fucking awful. Lots of shows with names like Dating for the Disabled and Help, I Have a Monstrous Fat Face. Skint wasn't like that, though. It is poverty porn... Uh, in as much as anything as poverty porn it's like that show about the school where everyone swears at each other all the time and that show about the street where all the people claim benefit and then everyone gets angry it's got aggressively sometimes obnoxiously common people in it at times behaving badly and a lot of them don't make the choices that you know the rest of us might make I don't know but unlike a lot of shows like it, it's got real empathy and a pragmatic approach to its subjects. Ralph Ineson. Ineson? Ineson? Anyway. He's a properly authentic voice to narrate. And the portraits of people stuck in spiraling traps of poverty are truly heartbreaking, but delivered with bathos. I think that's the right athos. Bathos? Pathos? Porthos? Aramis? I don't know. Bathos. The one with the B. I'm pretty sure it's the right one. Anyway, so we aren't watching a lecture about a government and society that is fucking these people. But at the same time, we don't see many people who've genuinely brought things on themselves. It, it takes the line that things are pretty complicated. Addictions are a recurring theme and helplessness. And people kind of trapped by their surroundings and the people around them as much as anything else. Also, being mardy. Mardy is a thing I haven't heard that much since moving down to Southampton, but it's a great word. I don't think I liked it when I lived up in Sleaford, but now I'm very fond of it. It means a really particular sort of scowly moodiness, and they say it a lot on Skint. This is because Skint is set in Scunthorpe, which I finally learned from the show after a lifetime of that just being the funniest place number i had ever heard, to the extent that it took on almost mythic proportions... It's only down the road from a small town where I took my A-levels, uh, the aforementioned Sleaford, which is in Lincolnshire. Scunthorpe. <laughs> it's got a rude word in the name. <laughs> <sighs> Item. Amy has rightly vetoed me starting another podcast, so for now at least there are only going to be two podcasts a week out with my voice on them. It's the right decision by Amy, to be honest. Alongside this, and we have issues, and what I'm hoping the other 10% will become, and elephant words, I am stretched thin. I think it's starting to show, and you're just being very polite not saying so. Fuck though, I'm tired. My old friend Steve once said that for someone who identifies as a writer, I do an awful lot of podcasting. He was identifying something which I knew was true. Podcasting is a displacement activity for me, every time the writing starts to become necessary or a podcast is going to need some work if it's going to actually become successful. I come up with another project to do. Don't worry, this isn't me announcing another show. I just thought I'd take you on that particular emotional roller coaster as I experience it. Item I think I should go. It's pretty late. There's definitely stuff I'm forgetting. But this is already coming out to you so late and that and all that and such. ooh ooh item i'm watching mad max tomorrow night just wanted to sneak that in um it's pretty late for uh, for some people i know a lot of people have seen it already but um i'm all, i know i'm also going to be seeing it before some of you so i'm sorry about that i'm sure it won't be as good as everybody's saying i mean i didn't really think that much of any of the batman movies so anyway item goodbye listener you're awesome Item. It's particularly difficult to do a solo record.